0: In these last days, the Bible predicts a turning away from biblical truth. In order to combat false teachings that are running rampant and a growing lack of biblical literacy, Behold Israel provides weekly public readings of scripture to equip you with the pure word of God, read in an international community with interaction and application. Each week we host different guests from all walks of life, Original readings can be found on our Behold Israel community channel on YouTube or on our Facebook channel. These are audio versions created to make it convenient for your busy schedule. Now, on to our readings. Shalom to all of you. We are going into a, shall we say, a deeper level of the war in Israel. And this is public reading of scripture with Pastor Mike Goulet. I just wanted to select two books, two brand new books we're gonna launch this evening, Proverbs and the Gospel of Mark. If you have friends and family or anybody that's interested to simply sit back, listen to God's word, this is the place. So feel free to share this with your friends. And like we've done in the past few weeks, we're going to pause between the readings and we're going to pray, we're going to reflect and these Proverbs that we're going to be reading, think of it as a way for us to center our minds around God and his wisdom. And as we look at what's going on in the Middle East, let's pray for the leaders of Israel. Let's pray for the IDF, that God would give them wisdom. Then we're also going to be looking at the Gospel of Mark, the story of Jesus, the simple, the simple plan of salvation, And so if you have somebody that is uh, maybe not in a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, this is a great example to garner wisdom, but also to understand who Jesus is, his person and work. And so we're going to be opening up the chat room later. I'm going to be looking to see your reflections of these scriptures that we read, as well as typing out your prayers. But I will uh, announce that when we get to that point. So for now, let's go ahead and explain what public reading of Scripture is. It stands for public reading of Scripture, P-R-S. And it's a lost art in the church. Quite frankly, a lot of people just don't read or listen to God's Word. Uh, We're too busy. Or we just say, okay, I'll just go to church and get it there. But without the nourishment of the spiritual component of hearing God's Word, being able to interact with God's word, and applying God's word, we truly cannot be workmen ready, ready for the rapture, ready for action, ready for the reactions that we need in this life to handle the challenges that we face. And so with that being said, we're going in straight Proverbs, and I'm just going to say a word of prayer, and we will read. Lord bless each person that watches this now. Allow us to Take a break from the day, sit back, listen to your word, apply its principles to pray and seek you. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. This is Proverbs chapter 1, and I, as I read this, want to simply just imagine that we could actually pray this over Israel they gave us the Old Testament, they gave us the Messiah, they gave us the Jewish roots to understand everything we're gonna read this evening. And so with that being said, Proverbs chapter one, we're gonna be using the New King James Version. The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, King of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction. Justice, judgment, and iniquity, or equity, to give prudence to the simple, to the young man knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and increase learning, and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. To understand a proverb and an enigma, the words of the wise and their riddles, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. My son, hear the instruction of your father and do not forsake the law of your mother, for they will be a graceful ornament on your head and chains about your neck. My son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. If they say, come with us, let us lie and wait to shed blood. Let us lurk secretly for the innocent without cause. Let us swallow them alive like Sheol and whole like those who go down to the pit. We shall find all kinds of precious possessions and we shall fill our house with spoil. Cast in your lot among us. Let us have all one purse. My son, do not walk in the way with them. Keep your foot from their path, for their feet run to evil and they make haste to shed blood. Surely in vain the net is spread in the sight of any bird, but they lie in wait for their own blood They lurk secretly for their own lives. So are the ways of everyone who is greedy for gain. It takes away the life of its owners. Wisdom calls aloud outside. She raises her voice in the open squares. She cries out in the chief concourses at the openings of the gates in the city. She speaks her words. How long you simple ones will you love simplicity? For scorners delight in their scorning and fools hate knowledge. Then at my rebuke, surely I will pour out my spirit on you. I will make my words known to you, because I have called and you refused. I've stretched out my hand and no one regarded, because you disdained all my counsel. And would have none of my rebuke. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your terror comes. When your terror comes like a storm and your destruction comes like a whirlwind. When distress and anguish come upon you. Then they will call on me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but they will not find me. Because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would have none of my counsel and despised my every rebuke. Therefore, they shall eat the fruit of their own way and be filled to the full with their own fancies. For the turning away of the simple will slay them and the complacency of fools will destroy them. But whoever listens to me will dwell safely and will be secure without fear of evil. As I read this, and I'm going to open up the chat now, I would love to read your insights and I would love to see your prayers for the people of Israel. This was, for me, a chapter of pure enlightenment to show that human hearts can default to evil at any time, just as we see right now with Hamas. That their foolishness and their passion, they would say, is for God and their own people. But once you read this, you can see that it's absolutely surrounding and embracing evil. You can see that what they're doing there is nothing short of being the puppets of Satan. And it's a warning for all of us. Foolishness is always knocking at the door to lead us astray. And with that, I'm going to show what some of the people in the the comments are saying here before we move on to the next chapter. You see, yeah, the reference was Proverbs chapter one. And I want you all to read some of these comments. We're humbled to see that each one of you is following God, seeking him, pursuing wisdom, and standing in the gap for the people of Israel who are victims right now of pure evil. I just love the fact that We can all be one in one accord, people from all over the world listening to God at this time, praying, uniting, applying scripture and doing something about the world situation, doing something about the condition of our soul. And I love the fact that we all can express how we feel about the situation how we can express what God is saying to us as individuals. So I'm going to leave that run just for a few minutes. And now we're going to go on over to uh, Proverbs chapter 2. And I'll put that up there so we all can see uh, where we're at. Proverbs chapter 2. My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you, so that you incline your ear to wisdom, and apply your heart to understanding. Yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk uprightly. He guards the path of justice and preserves the way of his saints. Then you will understand righteousness and justice, equity in every good path. When wisdom enters your heart and knowledge is pleasant to your soul, discretion will preserve you, understanding will keep you, to deliver you from the way of evil, from the man who speaks perverse things. From those who leave the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice in doing evil and delight in the perversity of the wicked, whose ways are crooked and who are devious in their paths. To deliver you from the immoral woman, from the seductress who flatters with her words, who forsakes the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God, for her house leads down to death and her paths to the dead. None who go to her, nor do they gain regain the paths of life, so you may walk in the way of goodness and keep to the paths of righteousness. For the upright will dwell in the land, and the blameless will remain in it, but the wicked will be cut off from the earth, and the unfaithful will be uprooted from it. Notice that he contrasts righteousness and the wicked. The righteousness are, the righteous ones are blessed, and the wicked ones don't even have land. They have no prosperity, spiritual and physical. I don't know about you, but when I think about this passage, especially right now in the context of the global theater, I see so many people walking in foolishness, pursuing vanity. And in this case, outright evil and embracing demonic forces, being driven by hate, greed for power, bloodthirsty. And you can see in history that this spirit that's driving the people in the Middle East with Hamas and Hezbollah and Iran, this spirit has always existed. And the author calls it out as it is. Look at all of these people praying, blessing Israel, where we, according to Romans 9 through 11, are grafted into this original olive tree. And it's our time right now to stand in the gap as being restrainers of evil. As it says in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, you are the restrainer. Right now, as you pray, you are restraining evil from the face of the earth. It's nothing short of beautiful and powerful as well. So, I'm going to, we'll come back to the chat in just a minute. We're going to go on over to Mark chapter 1 right now. As we listen to this, this is the story of Jesus from Mark's gospel. We're going to start with chapter 1. Sit back, relax, and listen to the word of the Lord. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in the prophets. Behold! I send my messenger before your face who will prepare your way before you. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord and make his path straight. This is hope. The hope that you and I understand with Jesus in our hearts. John came baptizing in the wilderness and preaching a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. Then all the land of Judah and those from Jerusalem went out to him and were all baptized by him in the Jordan River, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair and with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey, and he preached, saying, There comes one after me who is mightier than I, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to stoop down and loose. I indeed baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit." came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And immediately coming up from the water, he saw the heavens parting and the Spirit descending upon him like a dove. Then a voice came from heaven. You are my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Immediately, the Spirit drove him into the wilderness and he was there in the wilderness 40 days tempted by Satan. And was with the wild beasts and the angels ministered to him. Now after John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent, believe in the gospel. And as he walked by the sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Then Jesus said to them, Follow me and I will make... You become fishers of men. Are you a fisher of men? Am I? Are we ready at all times to share the gospel, to speak out, to make a difference for the truth and draw people to Jesus? They immediately left their nets and followed him. When he had gone a little further from there, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who also were in the boat mending their nets And immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants and went after him. Then they went into Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath he entered the synagogue and taught. And they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority, not as the scribes. Now there was a man in their synagogue with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, saying, Let us alone, for what do we have to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. You see, the demons even admit and are scared, admit who he is and are scared of him. Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be quiet and come out of him. And when the unclean spirit had convulsed and cried out with a loud voice, he came out of him. Then they were all amazed, so that they questioned among themselves, saying, Who is this? What new doctrine is this? For with authority he commands even the unclean spirits and they obey him. And immediately his fame spread throughout all the region around Galilee. Now, as soon as they had come out of the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. But Simon's wife, mother, my wife's mother lay sick with a fever and they told him about her at once. So he came and took her by the hand and lifted her up. And immediately the fever left her and she served them. Imagine that. Jesus just shows up. His mere presence heals her, reaches out his hand and she gets up and she goes to work. It's the same thing that happens to you and me when we say yes to Jesus who shows up, knocks on the door of our lives. I would like to think that the people in the Middle East could do this as well right now. For the Jews to meet their Messiah, for the evil ones that are doing evil to repent and come to terms with the unclean spirit that has indwelled them and to turn away from that and embrace Jesus and have a completely new perspective and a new life. At evening when the sun had set, verse 32, they brought to him all who were sick and those who were demon-possessed. The whole city was gathered together at the door. Then he healed many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he did not allow the demons to speak because they knew him. Now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place, and there he prayed. And Simon and those who were with him searched for him When they found him, they said to him, Everyone is looking for you. But he said to them, Let us go to the next towns that I may preach there also, because for this purpose I have come forth. And he was preaching in their synagogues throughout all Galilee and casting out demons. You see, Jesus is the real solution to the evil. Jesus is the only way for all of us to know God. He's the only way for us to avoid evil and demonic influence. He gives discernment. And as we read in Proverbs, he gives wisdom. Now watch this. A leper came to him, imploring him, kneeling down to him and saying to him, If you're willing, you can make me clean. And then Jesus moved with compassion, stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I am willing, be cleansed. As soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. And he strictly warned him and sent him away at once and said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go your way. Show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing those things which Moses commanded as a testimony to them. However, and I guess you can't blame him because he's so excited. He went out and began to proclaim it freely. And to spread the matter so that Jesus could no longer openly enter the city but was outside in deserted places as they came to him from every direction mark chapter 1 uh, I'm gonna open up the chat again here all right what a beautiful beautiful text that we read so ironic so relevant and so penetrating to the situation today Holly Phillips Jesus saves only you can change hearts oh my Lord thank you for that Holly Kimberly Cantro. it's good to see you Kim Jesus is willing that all come to repentance and be set free from their sin that's right everyone everyone here and all over the world The Evon. Oh, I missed your comment there. Look at all these comments coming in. Lord, heal people who are hurting in Israel and draw their hearts to you. Thank you for that. I'm going to leave these comments. Just go on. We are listening and we are praying at the same time. Let's pause right now. You write your prayers. I'm going to pray. And then we're going to do our final chapter. Lord, thank you for filling us with hope and wisdom. We just want to transfer this to our friends in Israel and Jewish people from all over the world. We want to transfer this to the evil ones that you would open their eyes, convict them, cause them a sheer apathy of evil, and then turn away to change their mind. Metanoia in Greek, repentance towards you. Lord, we thank you now for this final chapter. Enlighten us, speak to us, give us confidence in you and hope. Mark chapter 2. I'll throw the caption up there for you. You know, before we begin, look at the screen. One prayer after the other. Insights upon insights. Did you ever think that God called you at such a time as this to stand in the gap, to make a difference, to do something unique and special? For some, it may mean sending some money for aid. For some, it may mean just simply praying. For some, it may mean listening to God's word and seeking for areas in their life where they can apply it. For some, it may mean gratitude. Look at all of the beautiful words being cemented into the platform of YouTube and Facebook. And even if they were able to remove all of these words and all these prayers and all these insights, what's happening here and now is very real and it cannot be revoked. It's eternal, it's permanent, and it makes a difference. Every one of you is an inspiration because God is using you right now. Every single one of you. Mark chapter 2. And again, he entered Capernaum after some days. It was heard that he was in the house. Immediately, many gathered together so that there was no longer room to receive them. Not even near the door. And he preached the word to them. Then they came to him, bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. And when they could not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. So when they had broken through, they let down the man on which the paralytic was lying. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven you. And some of the scribes were sitting there and reasoning in their hearts, why does this man speak blasphemies like this? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Exactly. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Jesus, because he's God. But immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they, were, that they reasoned thus within themselves, he said to them, Why do you reason about these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralytic? Your sins are forgiven you, or to say, Arise, take up your bed and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, I say to you, Arise, take up your bed and go to your house. Immediately, there's that word immediately again, right after a miracle occurs. Just like Peter's mom, immediately she was healed. Immediately he arose, took up the bed, and went out in the presence of them all, so that all were amazed and glorified God, saying, We never saw anything like this. We never saw anything like this. Because it's Jesus. Then he went out again by the sea, and all the multitude came to him, and he taught them. As he passed by, he saw Levi, the son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax office. And he said to him, follow me. So he arose and followed him. Do you ever notice here in the last two chapters, as soon as he asked people to follow him, regardless of what they're doing, regardless of what excuses they could make, boom, they just follow him. He's compelling. Jesus is compelling for who he is. Oh, it's wonderful. Now, as it happened, as he was dining in Levi's house, that many tax collectors and sinners also sat together with Jesus and his disciples, for there were many, and they followed him. There it is again. And when the scribes and Pharisees saw him eating with the tax collectors and sinners, they said to his disciples, How is it that he eats and drinks with tax collectors and sinners? When Jesus heard it, he said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I did not come to call the righteous as if there were any anyway, but sinners to repentance. Sinners like we see today, devising schemes, wanting to kill Jews, driven by hate, driven by jealousy, driven by rage, driven by arrogance. Jesus calls these people, he calls all of us, change our mind, and follow him. The disciples of John and of the Pharisees were fasting. Then they came and said to him, Why do the disciples of John and of the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? Why? Jesus said to them, Can the friends of the bridegroom fast while the bridegroom is with them? As long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. But the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast in those days. Those days are now. No one sews a piece of unshrunk cloth to an old garment, or else the new piece pulls away from the old, and the tear is made worse. No one Puts new wine into old wineskins, or else the new wine bursts the new the bursts the wineskins. The wine is spilled and the wineskins are ruined. But new wine must be put into new wineskins. It's a new day, my friends, for those who embrace Jesus. You cannot take the old ways, law religion, and expect it to make a difference in the heart. Now it happened that he went through the grain fields of the Sabbath on the Sabbath, verse 23. And as they went, his disciples began to pluck the grains, heads of grain. And the Pharisees said to him, look what they do, what is not lawful on the Sabbath. Spirit of religion, folks, spirit of religion. Spirit of religion is something that draws people to do some crazy things, crazy things like we see right now. Hamas is hiding behind Islam, and in the name of God, they're killing God's chosen people, murdering them with demonic forces whispering into their ears schemes, tactics, and methods that have not been seen with the likes of what we see in human history. But he said to them, have you never read what David did when he was in need and hungry? He and those with him. How he went into the house of God in the days of Epathar and the high priest, or the high priest Epathar, and ate the showbread, which is not lawful to eat except for the priests, and also gave some to those who were with him. It's the sanctity sanctity of life that trumps the laws. And he said to them, the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. Therefore, the Son of Man is also Lord of the Sabbath. I got the chat room open still. Send your prayers. Send your insights. The fact of the matter is this, and it's unswerving, and it cannot be denied. Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I'm going to ask that each one of you, if you're comfortable with this, wherever you are, whether it's live, whether this is just something that you're watching in a recorded state after the fact that we've broadcast this, to just simply put your hands out and pray this with me. Lord Jesus, test my heart. I seek wisdom from you, and I turn to you. Change my thoughts. Allow me to see what you see. I want you to take full control over my life. In these days where we see demonic forces taking over souls, we choose right now to let you in to every area of our life. And our hands are up, and we're asking this for Israel, for Hamas, Hezbollah, Iran, for the region. We're asking for visions and dreams from you, for people to wake up and see you for who you are. You are the author of true peace, because you can change our hearts and eradicate evil. And so, Lord, we, as a people, as your church, simply pronounce salvation over the Jewish nation and every loved one. And yes, even the ones that do evil in some miraculous way the people, one here, one there, would hear your voice of wisdom and reason and turn and embrace you. It's in Jesus' name we pray all these things. Amen. Look at the beautiful comments. Here's my challenge. Today we actually had a prayer meeting. It was at noon in the central time zone of the United States. We prayed for the leadership and the military of Israel. This is a public reading of scripture. We have in we have in, we've taken in God's word. We've incorporated observations. And we've prayed. Tomorrow. We're going to do it again with the prayer meeting. We're going to do it at noon Central Standard Time within the United States. We want you to go to our website and see that there, upcoming events on our website. And I want to thank each one of you. Seeing you all here right now with your prayers is like an army shielding Israel and confronting the evil that we see so visibly right now. So with that being said, I want to say to each one of you, a good night or a good day, whatever time zone that you're in, Next week, we're gonna continue in Proverbs with chapter three and four, and also Mark chapter three and four. If you're not on Telegram, I want you to consider scanning this QR code, downloading the app, and going to Amir's channel. It's right there on the QR code. It's absolutely free. If you wanna receive truthful, credible updates, about the situation in real time in Israel, this is a tool available for your use. This is a link to our website. You can subscribe to our newsletter where you can get a free weekly devotional and a weekly newsletter summarizing the news of that week and ministry updates. The biggest thing right now that I'm excited about is building our studio in Israel. It's called Behold Israel Connect. And right now, Amir is limited with Telegram. And this whole facility is going to be a place where we can connect believers from all over the world, connect with Israelis, sharing the gospel, giving them the resources, equipping them for ministry and preaching the gospel. The broadcasts, the podcasts, all of the media that we've been producing will now be done in a manner which is streamlined, effective, and the reach will be beyond what we ever could ever ask or think. So consider scanning that. If you want to give to that, click the donate button. There's a designated button for Behold Israel Connect there as well. But for now, we want to say good night. We want to thank you. Continue to pray for Israel. Please join us tomorrow at at noon Central Standard Time as we pray for the nation of Israel. And then we'll see you next week again for public reading of Scripture. God bless you, and have a beautiful day as you focus on Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. Bye for now.